Michael Vopel, you recently profiled Caitlin Clark, the all world reigning player of the year in women's college basketball from Iowa. And the thing I have to ask you about off rip is this Iowa state fair butter cows. What is the deal? Well, you know, I can appreciate this because I'm, I'm not an Iowan, but I'm Missourian. Okay. So I have been to the Iowa state fair, um, three times before I ever um, knew about Caitlin Clark. So I was very well aware of, uh, what a big deal the state fair is and how big the butter cow sculpture is. That's just one of the, the highlights of the state fair in Iowa every year. I was aware of the butter statue as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. I grew up going to the Iowa State Fair every single summer, and the butter cow is like the main staple of the Iowa State Fair. Like, you always go and see the butter cow. And this year, they did a sculpture of Caitlin, a sculpture of Kurt Warner, and, and of Jack Trice. So you had, you know, three of uh, all-time famous Iowa sports figures. And when I first heard about it, my mom asked me, she's like, do you want to do this? I'm like... Hold on, let's chalk talk these. Are these life size? <laughs> How do they look? Have you seen them with your eyeballs? What is a human butter cow actually like to encounter? The cow is really good like you know they've had a lot of years to do the cow so the cow is pretty much perfect caitlin looked like a, a woman playing basketball did it look like caitlin even her dad when i was talking to him chuckled and said well the the likeness isn't exact <laughs> but it was number 22 and she had a ponytail and she was life-size and i tell you what people lined up like crazy to see that statue. And she said, you know, she was just getting texts from everybody. They're like, hey, I'm here at your butter statue. And for an Iowan to be sculpted in butter is about the coolest thing that can happen to you. Just to be clear, Caitlin Clark is so much more than just someone carved out of butter. Among her many accolades from last season, she's the NCAA Women's Basketball Reigning Player of the Year and is currently on pace to set or break numerous records in her encore to last season's Final Four coming out party. But most importantly, whatever she accomplishes, she'll do it holding her favorite title of all, being just another kid from Des Moines. So today... Michael Vopel tells us all about it and why that connection could continue to shape the Iowa program and Caitlin's career for years to come. I'm Clinton Yates, kiddos. It's Thursday, November 9th. This is ESPN Daily. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Michael, at the top here, let's just revel in the Caitlin Clark show for a moment. This person is everywhere. I've seen her on TV, hanging out with Stephen A. Smith. Do I need to call you the, the female version of Steph Curry, or do I need to call Steph Curry the male version of Caitlin Clark? I mean, which one is it? Uh, I think I'll just be the female version of Steph Curry. <laughs> but what makes her so special and unique when it comes to actually playing basketball? When you have a point guard who's leading the nation in assists and also leading the nation in three-pointers, and, and a lot of those three-pointers are long three-pointers. Uh, she's obviously known for her from the logo three-point shooting. That's an incredibly difficult thing to guard. Mark, oh my gosh, 32. She's gonna carve you up passing or she's gonna carve you up shooting the ball. So I think that's what makes her so exciting to watch. Whoa! Caitlin Clark, the Jordan Shrug! We don't know how she did it. You feel like you can't take your eyes off her while she's got the ball in her hands, which is most of the time while she's on court. Take me back to the beginnings in Iowa. These days, some kids come up. You've been watching them since they were little kids. I remember seeing Paige Beckers in like eighth grade on IG. When did it all really become a thing for Caitlin Clark, however, in her career? I remember first hearing about her when she was probably in seventh or eighth grade. Now, it's interesting because the current coach at Oklahoma, Jenny Baranchek, is also a Dowling Catholic grad. She is almost exactly 20 years older than Caitlin Clark. So she was at Drake at that time and, you know, was obviously recruiting Caitlin, same, you know, going to the same high school um, that Jenny had gone to. And I remember talking to Jenny and she said, you know, I think the best player we've probably ever had in the state, we're going to see her pretty soon. So I had a little bit of a leg up, you know, just from that standpoint. When she was, you know, picking colleges, I think her heart was kind of set on going someplace where she thought, she can make a, a big difference in the program. Iowa had been to a Final Four, but it was really another era. You know, it was 1993. So she believed she could do it. She could have gone to programs, you know, that have already been to Final Fours and have won national championships. She wanted to stay home, and that's what she did. So I think there was a lot of excitement from the standpoint of knowing we were probably potentially seeing, and I think it's turning out that way, the, the, the best player we've seen out of the entire state. And that she stayed home to, you know, to have her college career. Let's talk about that a little bit more. The idea these days with transfer portal being what it is, so many different people in so many different places, so many more opportunities to play at a high level for women who are athletes. That idea of a hometown hero is almost unheard of these days. You're absolutely right. You don't see it that often. You don't see it that often in men's basketball or women's basketball. So when it happens, uh, it can sound a little corny especially in Iowa, right? Um, but it's really sweet. And and for a kid like Clark, who appreciates it, who grew up loving the whole idea of what it could mean, and, and I mean that sincerely, I think this is one of those kids who when she was little and she was saying, you know, she's practicing in her driveway or whatever, she really was thinking big. And, and that happens sometimes where a, a kid who has those big dreams can achieve them. The fact that she's doing it in a state 
that doesn't have tons of people, <laughs> doesn't have tons of uh, famous people from there. It, it means a lot. When you talk to the fans, they get really choked up about it and how much it, it meant to them that she stayed home to play for them. Overall, though, you've covered this game for a long time. You've met a lot of characters. How does she stack up historically to you in terms of everybody that you've had the chance to be a part of? You kind of knew as soon as you saw her. I think this way about, you know, first seeing Shemekwa Holtzclaw. You know, back in the 90s, you knew she was somebody who was going to change the game and, and did. Uh, similar with Diana Taurasi. You know, she was a, a very highly rated recruit and, and won three national championships. Uh, Maya Moore was the same way. Uh, Brianna Stewart was like that. I think with Caitlin, what's different uh, than all of those players, though, is, again, that Caitlin stayed in her home state. And she did it for a program that doesn't have a, a long Final Four history. I was good. I don't want to shortchange the program at all. But to do what she set out to do last year, I think, was something that really stood out. Because we don't see it as much. As you said, there's a, there's a lot of looking for um, you know, greener grass on the other side now in college sports. And I understand that. I understand you only have you know, a short amount of time. You want to make the most of it. But somebody who decided, I'm going to go. I really believe in myself and I'm going to make this program be a Final Four team, I think is is really special. But she also, she has the goods. Uh, she's a really, really good player. The title game against LSU was famous not just for its record ratings, but for the showdown between Caitlin Clark and the Bayou Barbie, LSU's Angel Reese. You know where Reese gave the whole John Cena, you can't see me hand gesture, pointed towards her ring finger. This was one of the few times we got to see a national reaction to Clark. In your piece, you mentioned the balance between being a hero and a villain. So what do you think people who were seeing Clark for the first time took away from that? You know, I, obviously, I think um, the the way that uh, the championship game was set up, they were they were the big underdogs. And so a lot of people, if they're not, if they're, don't watch much women's basketball until it's time for the tournament or even time for the final four. That game, you know, where they beat South Carolina, South Carolina is the defending national champions. They're undefeated. That was a game where probably a lot of people became fans of hers if they weren't. Gets it into Clark. Clark races away. And the mythical mastery of Caitlin Clark continues. Iowa has conquered South Clark is very, um, she's very demonstrative, as is Angel Reese. I think the reason why the two of them are fine with each other, they, they love the emotion of the game and they love expressing that. And they've known each other a long time coming up through AAU. So there are people who don't like that and people who are critical of that. We see that in all sports, obviously. But I think most people really enjoy watching her, except if she's playing their team Um and especially people in Nebraska, I always say, I think she's scored 30 points every time she's played in Nebraska, 30 or more. Not super popular in that state, but I think the they also really appreciate how good she is and, and what she means to the game. Do you get the impression that she's having fun with her life at this point? Very much. And when you talk to her and her family and her friends, she was... Somebody, like I, I think I said earlier, that she wanted this. And not everybody does. I mean, we we 
see people who I think have the the idea of greatness thrust on them and then other people who really embrace it. And I think she really does embrace it. She's very much an extrovert and outgoing person. And I feel I can say this because I'm a Midwesterner. She's Midwestern nice. And I hope that doesn't ever change about Caitlin because I think it's genuinely who she is. Now, that doesn't mean she's not going to, you know, tear your heart out on the basketball court. She will do that. But uh, she'll, her her smile afterwards, um, if you go up and talk to her, will be very genuine. An Iowan in Iowa playing for Iowa. 55,000 other Iowans showed up to watch them play in the football stadium where they probably scored more points in that game than the football team will score in 10 seasons. <laughs> That's a separate matter. That experience, after we saw what happened in Nebraska from a volleyball standpoint filling that stadium, I mean, watching that from a fan standpoint, never mind what the band did to honor her, was really incredible. What was that experience like? I, I remember I was at the Nebraska volleyball match too, and John Cook, the volleyball coach, said, you know, I, I finally now know what it's like to be a football coach running out in front of, you know, 90,000 people. That's pretty cool. And I talked to Caitlin before that game and told her that. And she said, yeah, I think I'll, I'll have that feeling, you know, of what it's like. But she's also very much appreciative. I, I remember one of the things she said to me when uh, she was talking about the, you know, the team coming back after they'd lost in the final. And it was a Monday afternoon and the players were so tired and obviously sad that they'd lost. And they see all these people there. And the first thing she thinks is all these people took off from work to welcome us home. That opportunity to see that many people um, in, the st in the football stadium, um, I think it meant a lot to her because it was for her, for her teammates, and, and again, for, for Iowa women's basketball. Coming up, how the next step for Caitlin Clark isn't as clear as you may think. Delicious meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Trust me, I've been eating them like there's no tomorrow all week. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you, like me, are on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries, whatever it may be. Well, the good news is not only are Wonderful Pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Picture this, you arrive at your hotel, you have an important online meeting lined up with clients from all across the country, you have your laptop open, ready to begin, and the Wi-Fi is so terrible you can't even connect. These type of stressful situations happen all the time, but they don't have to. When you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you have access to their free high-speed Wi-Fi, so you can take care of those critical emails, join your meetings on time, and even unwind by streaming your favorite shows without having to worry. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Michael, if you asked me how many basketball players I could name on the men's side in college, the answer would rhyme with hero. However, that is not the case for women's college basketball. As far as I'm concerned now, it is a superior product with household names that people know that is fun to watch and exciting on and off the court. As somebody who's covered this game for so long, what do you think about that shift in terms of the personality-based game Caitlin Clark being a great example, really taking over from the men's side, which now feels like something you're waiting around for March to finally look at. Well, obviously a big part of this, and I know everybody knows this, but the the one and done nature of men's basketball did hurt in terms of building up college stories. You know, if if you had someone of Caitlin's ability or or a Paige Becker's ability, if you have you translate that ability to them being men's players, they're done. Back in 2021 with college, you know, they they just, there would have been too much money, too much momentum for them to go into the pro game. So I do think it's almost a case of just financially, the very best men's players in the world are going to go into the NBA as soon as they possibly can. Now, I think that's made the NBA a pretty fascinating and pretty, pretty great product. College is different than it was when I was growing up. Let's put it that way in terms of not being able to see guys develop through three or four years. You're still seeing that with women. So what we saw from Caitlin or or Angel Reese last year, if they're men's players, we don't get that opportunity to see them in three or four tournaments or who knows, maybe five tournaments. I think that's what's a little bit of what you mean when you're talking about why you know the names. The names can stay the same for a little while on the women's side of the game and you can get to know who these players are as people. Also, back to my other side point about this, girls cooler than guys. Simple as that. Now, that said, (laughs) for Iowa, what does this season look like from an expectation standpoint? Is this championship robust for the Hawkeyes program? I definitely don't think they're thinking that way. And that's not from a, a lack of confidence. It's probably a little bit more of the realism of they lost two starters, one of whom was just money, uh, Monica Zanano. She was one of the best post players in the country last year. She played with Caitlin for three years. Now I say that just, you know, their their opener, they had a very good post performance from players that haven't gotten the same spotlight before. When you have a great point guard, sometimes you think anything's possible, you know, and on, and on any level of basketball. I hope that doesn't sound like I'm I'm not giving the post their, uh, their love, but the point guard can really make so many good things happen. And that's why I think the, the way Caitlin is probably approaching this, and, and I think she's very sincere when she says this, is it's my job this year to be a real leader. I really have to show how good a leader I can be. And I have to give confidence to players who've, who haven't been in the situations that I've been in before. I think she's embracing that. And if that ends up with another trip to the Final Four, I think that'll be another part of her her legacy because she'll be doing it really from the sense of helping players become the type of players they need to be to get to that level. So here's the thing. We've talked about Caitlin's career. Because of COVID, there is another year in play here. The question is, when will Caitlin Clark be ready to leave Iowa? You know, she has said multiple times it's going to be a decision based on her gut. I'm not sure she is such an analytical kid um she's a great student and she does not make decisions lightly like most point guards she her uh 
One of her biggest strengths is making decisions. So she says it's going to be based on her gut. I believe she thinks it is, but I think she's going to really take in a lot of hard data, if you will. Let's see how Iowa does this year. Does she believe there's still you know, something she wants to achieve as a college player? Another big thing is who's got the number one pick, right? We'll know that in December, and that might impact if she wants to come out uh, because she's almost certainly going to be the number one pick. A lot of people have talked about the NIL deals and not wanting to leave because of those. And one thing I'd point out is, uh, you know, her deals, uh, several of them are, are national, including, you know, State Farm. Hy-Vee is a grocery chain. It's a huge grocery chain in the Midwest. I don't think she's going to lose any deals becoming a pro player. I mean, it's not like leaving Iowa means that she's no longer has a profile. So I think she'll still be able to keep a lot of those deals. Nike is another one of them. And in that sense, the decision may, again, come down to how much more does she want to accomplish? What does she think she can accomplish? And where might she be going in the WNBA if she goes into the 2024 draft versus maybe the 2025 draft? Whether she comes back for another season to play basketball or not, eventually the world gets bigger than Iowa. What is that decision like for Caitlin Clark? I think she's very aware of the fact that there's a big world out there. She's traveled a lot. Her family has traveled a lot. So she's not necessarily one of those kids who's grown up in small town Iowa and hasn't been in the rest of the world. She has seen a lot of the world. Um, her parents' roots are both in Italy. What I said earlier about her being extroverted and and liking to interact with people, I think that is going to help wherever she goes. A lot of times her teammates will bring up the word goofy uh, with her. She is funny and she's got a really natural, just kind of a, a way to to break the ice, I think, with people. So wherever she goes, I think she'll be able to connect with people because I, I just think that's a kind of a natural skill she has. But what is cool, I think, to Iowans is that she will always be theirs and she will never forget her roots because they mean too much to her. Caitlin Clark, 22, born on the 22nd of 2002. She's got a built-in brand. How high do you think her ceiling is as just a star in America, never mind a basketball player on any court? It's very high because she's thinking that way. That's part of it. She has a lot of big dreams in terms of what she wants her impact to be both on and off the court, possibly even in other sports. She's in the business school at Iowa, so she really thinks of things not just from a what am I doing on court, which is obviously the foundation of everything, but what am I doing from a brand standpoint? What am I doing to prepare myself for every other aspect of, of really being a, a, you know, a well-known personality? She really wants that, and she understands it comes with a lot of responsibility. The fact that she really still looks like she's having so much fun while she's doing it just makes it, I think, all that much more fun to watch. She is a fun kid to watch. And I think that's what we most love about sports. Doesn't matter what the sport is. If there's a player that you just are like, man, I just want to see what they do tonight. 
that's pretty awesome when when that happens. And for women's basketball, it's it's really nice to see because you know it's a game that's still growing and still um, even after all these years still is trying to get fans to to say hey check us out because it can be pretty fun. Caitlin Clark, you see her on the basketball court now, but she's coming to a celebrity golf pro-am tournament near you <laughs> soon, kiddos. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. I'm Clinton Yates. This has been ESPN Daily. I'll talk to you tomorrow.